So hello, good morning, good afternoon and good evening to wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome to the latest episode, our latest edition of Inside Out Effect podcast. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Stephen Jakes from Healing the Mind and Neuro Reboot Technician. And alongside me is the charismatic man himself and the amazing <laughs> and the incredible Jonathan Shaw. So good afternoon to you again, Jonathan. Afternoon, Stephen. Thank How you for that. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How's yes. your week been? You've had a good week? Uh, it's been a really, really busy week. I've been, I'm, I'm absolutely knackered, but it's, it's oh, been yeah. a very busy week, yes. It's been good. I've been working hard and helping lots of people, and yes, it's good. Yeah, anything in particular, like, that, you know, any groundbreaking... Um, yeah, I've actually done a lot of physical work this week with people, so I've been doing a lot of... Uh, did a lot of physical work on Saturday. I treated 14 people back-to-back on Saturday. Wow. Uh, and uh, helped lots of people with different, with different types of physical pain and things like that. So that was really, really good. Um, one lady in particular, she'd been told that she'd got a bursitis in her shoulder that was been impinged and they needed to operate. And within about 30 minutes of treating the pain had all gone in her shoulder and and she was couldn't believe how how she could move her shoulder fully and there was no pain there so that was that was a, a, a really great thing um and i had quite a few people that day heal very very quickly from from pains they'd had for many many years yeah just by doing a few simple little bits and pieces yeah well that's right well obviously as you're probably aware if you've listened to other podcasts jonathan is the founder of decoding pain and he's also the author of the book Decoding Pain, The Emotional Blueprint to Healing, De- to Healing Decoding Pain. And uh, you're also the creator of the DTO system as well. So, um, And that's what you do, and you do it very successfully. I'm using that system to uh, great effect, yeah. um, as you well know where I... Yeah, you had, you had a good result this week, didn't you? Yeah, yesterday. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday, yeah. So yeah. I went to, I, I, tra- I travelled to London yesterday. I, don't, I mean, I don't do it very often, but I travelled to London yesterday. Uh, and there was a young girl, she was only 28, um, about... I think it was about 18 months ago, two years ago. She, anyway, she lost her job and um, it was a massive problem for her. Mm. And since then, she went into severe depression. Yeah. And she's basically been stuck uh, in, uh, in a really bad way for, for about two, two years. And when I turned up and said hello to her, she just instantly burst into tears. Yeah. And so I knew that something was massively going on. And after speaking to her, she uh she had completely damaged all of her confidence she didn't think she was going to get a job and she's been stuck she's got no money the whole lot that goes along with losing a job and not being able to move forward and being terribly stuck um anyway i spent uh it was a bit about two hours in total and uh, using the dto system and i was able to clear all of the emotional uh, blocks all of the emotional responses to losing that job yeah. and um yeah and within two yeah within about two hours i cleared the whole lot and um, it was great because afterwards we was chatting to a friend uh, who joined us afterwards and she actually turned around and said, uh, this is the happiest, I think this is the happiest I've been for as long as I can remember. So that was such an amazing thing for me. It made me feel amazing. Yeah, it's so, awesome when it happens. Yeah, Absolutely it's awesome. great. I mean, I mean, she was just couldn't stop laughing. She was giggling and giggling and giggling. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, really great. And, and this is the power of what we do. And, and That's what, why we do what we do. That is why we do what we because do. Because yeah. people just heal and they change and, and you see the change almost instantaneously you know the whole problem might not heal straight away yeah. but you do see an instantaneous change in some in that first session yeah. nine times out of ten and that's that's what you want you want that changing people yeah. that's why we do this and that's why we like helping people and we know it's possible and that's why we're trying to educate people so they can see they can have that, that yeah. transformation that that amazing change in them yeah absolutely i mean and it's, it's such a joy because i think that i was i think most people get told now by so many different types of information and therapists or whatever it is that they're actually doing i mean she'd actually spent uh, 18 months in therapy Wow, um, she said. Actually, she's been going for eighteen months, and it hasn't helped. Hasn't Doing done. what therapy was that? Do you know? uh, she's. I said. I didn't. I didn't go down. I just sort of. Well, just I just said to her, "Look, whatever you've done, don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. just forget about that. This goes. Yeah. This will be different." And she was a little bit skeptical at first, a little bit fearful about it. That's okay. But, Everyone um, is. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so she said eighteen months and not got anywhere, and in two hours I was going to get rid of the whole thing that was causing all the problems. See, that's that's, that's so frustrating because for people to suffer for so long. And, and spend their time and their money doing something that is traditional, that's supposed to work, supposed to help, yeah. and it not go anywhere. It's like these people in pain on Saturday. You know, I, I had four people who had kind of instant healings. Yeah. Uh, everybody else got better, but I had four people who had kind of, they, they, they their, their body healed quickly, and they'd had the problem for years. It's very frustrating that traditional, they, they've been in pain for so long, believing nothing can help them, and then, you know, you just, you do something a little bit different and it works. And I, I find it so annoying that so many people suffer, whether it's physical or emotional health, 
and they're just doing the wrong things because they don't know any better because they're not taught that actually there's something else out there that actually something else actually works um, so it, it's always it's lovely to see when people change that quick and uh, but it's frustrating you have to suffer for so long for yeah. two years uh, and some people suffer for longer you know yeah. the lady you know one lady she had sciatica for a good 10 or 15 years you know and it, within half an hour her sciatic pain had gone that's that's frustrating for me. Well, that's annoying, you know. That's yeah. that's 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 not good. That's um, that's really really bad. Well, I can well so, I end up having two operations of mine, so exactly, I know exactly yeah. how bad the, the yeah, back problem is. Exactly. Yeah. So it's nice when people you know get better and they they finally they finally heal and, and they get their lives back. Yeah. So 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 today's uh, podcast is uh, going to be called "What You Don't Know About Stress and How It Affects Us." Yeah. And um, and uh, just uh, before we probably go on to that, I was just going to say that you know what we we we're open. We've got several talks that we're doing. We've got coming up. And so if there's anybody out there that's listening to this podcast who would be very interested in myself and Jonathan together coming along to uh, do a talk at either your business regarding stress, anxiety, depression, and how it, how, how we can heal it in the workplace. If you're looking to do uh, other talks regarding around anxiety or around stress, uh, I know we're doing one about law of attraction because yeah. obviously we, we've got a very good take on that and why it doesn't work for people. Yeah, um, that coming up in June we've got that coming up in June but this is really just to reach out to any any of the listeners who uh, who's thinking about or putting on an event or would like uh, some uh, myself and Jonathan to come and uh, discuss in a bit more detail about what it is we do and how how we can really uh, get you to look at things differently and uh, yeah we'd love uh, to come and do, and do that so yeah half, half of the thing is getting to look at something differently that's what we want to share the different approach because half the problem is the way people look at things and it's the, it's, it's the way you're looking at it that's the problem. If you flip it and look at it a different way, then you're going to be able to solve it. But yeah. the first step is to change your perception, change your way of looking at it so you can solve it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys want us to come along and, and, and share new information of a different way of looking at a problem, then we are more than happy to do that because that's always the first step. And um, that's, that's, that's the, the first part you need to understand. And that's the part that gives you hope. And a lot of what I do certainly is give people hope. Yeah, that's the too. first thing in my in my business. I give people hope by showing them another way, yeah. another answer. Uh, and once you do that, then 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 they, they can see new possibilities. I mean, we are in the fortunate position to actually have a solution. Yes, I mean that's, that's ultimately yeah, we we're, yeah, we're in the yeah. fortunate position where we can have a solution, and we're not going to come uh, and talk a load of uh, you know uh, mumbo jumbo because of something we heard or information repeat about things that we've heard that works. What we're actually going to talk to you is about the the, the reality of, of these specific uh, instances, of whether it's depression or it's anxiety or whatever, or why law of attraction is not working with you and how energy is being blocked. But we actually have a solution to that, and because we know we have a solution, we can then backward engineer that solution to why things aren't working, and we're able to fix them. Yes. And that's the key thing so right. anyway so enough of that shameless plug if you are obviously uh, would be interested in myself and Jonathan coming along to your event or to your business in order to um, to discuss the, the topics that we cover uh, then please contact us out inside out effects at gmail.com but we're going to move on now to the purpose like I said the purpose of this podcast is uh, is what you don't know about stress and how it affects us and uh, and I think every single person that walks this planet has been affected by stress at some point or another. It's, it's a very stressful world we live in today. Yes, it's more stressful I think today than it has been you know in the past yeah. uh, centuries. Uh, and stress is is a major problem for people. Yeah. But again, as I said earlier, I know on, some people problem. get stressed just getting up. In the yes, mornings, some, you know, people, some stressful. people stress just getting up in the mornings, <laughs> and um, uh, and it's it's a it, the problem is it's misunderstood. So I want we want to share the real understanding of stress so you can understand what it is and why it's yeah. happening. There's so many misunderstandings about stress. This is just unbelievable. And stress is really not complicated. It's nice and easy. And if you understand it, you can then go, oh, okay, and you can work your way around it and you yeah. have a solution. It's also a massive excuse for people to, for, for the, to validate the way they behave. Yes, uh, you know, can I, be. It can, yeah. I mean, it's I, a bit I, of a bywatch. It's a bit of a, uh, a watchword. What they call yeah. it? Uh, what's the word for it? But you need, it's, it's very commonly used these days. Oh, I'm stressed. Yeah. Uh, and without really understanding what that means, and, and yeah. stress is not quite doesn't yeah, quite. Well, it's work a get like out. That. It's just a get out for being for to to allow your your behaviour to be excused or to be able to be a certain way. You're going to say I'm just stressed, and and ultimately the the problem is a lot of people go oh I'll make I'll make that an excuse. Oh no, it's all right. Leave him alone or leave her alone. He's stressed out. He's just suffering. Stress, but it's not really actually what's going on, and we're going to get underneath so, the 
get underneath and dig out what really is going on. And so Jonathan's going to talk about uh, in a little bit more detail about what is stress. So yeah. if you want to uh, sort of start leading on, we'll go there. What is stress? And okay, yeah. so so stress is uh, is very very misunderstood, and uh, stress. People think that stress is something that's happening to us. Uh, it's something that someone's doing, or it's just happening to us. We're not creating it in any way. Um, but the reality is, stress is a biological response in our system. Stress is actually our fight and flight response kicking in. That's all stress is: is a fight and flight response kicking in. And fight and flight is is not meant to kick in unless we're actually in danger. Uh, so it's not natural for it to kick in under today's circumstances because the majority of us are not in danger anymore. Uh, people think that stress is is part of life, and again, it's not part of life unless you're actually in danger. It is a biological response in your body for dangerous situations when your life is either being threatened or someone's actually attacking you. Yeah. But it's only for the moment of attack. It's only for the moment of the threatening the threat to your life. After that, fight and flight has switched off, uh, but it often doesn't. So if you have actually had an attack on your life, which some people do, uh, there's a good chance that the fight and flight system hasn't switched off yet. And what happens is when fight and flight continues in the system, we then become ill and diseased. Uh, but fight and flight kicks in these days when we're not under attack, when we're just... Dropping our keys. <laughs> Dropping our keys. Yeah, I, I said on another podcast, yeah, I drop my keys right, yeah. and I go straight into fight and flight. I get angry at the keys. Yeah. Um, or, you know, going to work or going to do the shopping or just driving down the road. Uh, we go, or, you know, our kids not going to bed. We go Too many people in the aisle at Tesco exactly. Sainsbury's. Yes, you, you exactly. Just, yeah. Um, and we go into fight and flight over so many situations these days. And... It, it, it's crazy it's social media is the most popular one at the moment it's the massive stressor for a lot of people with yeah. social media which is just mental because it's like an app on your phone um, yeah. like, I, I had one of my clients literally on the phone to me the other day and she she was being trying to work out how to navigate this stress that she gets with social media and I had to point out it's an app on your phone it's, it's nothing it means nothing it literally means nothing yeah. uh, the whole social media thing it really means nothing in the grand scheme of things. It's an app on your phone. That's it. Going to fight and flight over it when people post things. Uh, we do it. It happens. But we shouldn't be doing it because it's complete nonsense in the grand scheme of life. Yeah. It's not important in the grand scheme of life. And it's amazing what people do going to fight and flight. And myself included. You know, I said I used to drop my keys yeah. and I'd go mad. And I don't do that now, by the way. And I've also stopped dropping my keys, yeah. uh, which is the irony behind it. But uh, stress is a big problem. But all it really is is a biological response of fight and flight. And once we understand that, we know it's actually not who we are. Yes. It's not actually the real us. We are having a biological response. Now, when I say a biological response, I don't mean it's part of your DNA or in your cells and you need medication to change it. Oh, it's chemical. It's not what I mean. I mean, it's just a an inbuilt response in us for if we're in danger, but we're not in danger. So the question is, why are we perceiving we're in danger when we're actually not? The real question is, why are we reacting going, that, reacting way. that yeah. way when no one's actually threatening our life? Yeah, correct. Now, obviously, there's two different scenarios: a scenario one where you have had your life threatened, but it's the it, but fight and flight has stayed on. Yes. Or scenario two where your life's not being threatened, but you're going to fight and flight. Yes. Well, scenario one, uh, when you've had your life threatened, but you're not coming out of fight and flight, that's because you're still perceiving the danger exists. You're still frightened that the person's around the next corner, or you're still in the shock of it, because the fight and flight is a shock state. When you go into fight and flight, it stems from a moment that shocks you. We call it a Udin moment, something and, unexpected, yeah, I was gonna dramatic. Say, yeah, go on, I was yeah. just going to say, for people that don't know what a Udin moment is... It's, it's unexpected, a- dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy. Right, okay. And it kind of sounds like this. <gasps> yeah. We don't do it on the outside, we normally do it on the inside, but it's when we get shocked, and that moment of shock puts us into fight and flight response. But that moment of shock can actually stay in our system, and we don't realise it, we often don't know it, but trauma can put us into that fight and flight. And if you've if you've um, if you've had a moment where your life has been threatened, that can stay with you. And that's partly what PTSD is. PTSD is someone gone off to the war, perhaps, and uh, or they they might be in, in the, the 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 fire brigade or the police, and they've either seen um, very 
nasty things yeah. or they've had their life threatened in some way they've, their life has been attacked yeah. um, and that, that trauma has stayed with them so that's the one instance but it fight and flight hasn't switched off because you still think you're in danger the other response is where your life's not in danger but you're you behave you're still, or act like it you act like you're yeah. in fight and flight for some reason and this is the more interesting one this is well I don't mean that so that's not correct when I say it's the more interesting one I mean it's the it's the harder one to understand because at least with the when someone's had their life threatened you can go well that makes sense you can see their life threatened. Or from a traumatic from a, experience from a traumatic whatever, experience yeah. you can go okay we can see that and that can all be switched off we can you switch it off with DTO but the really bizarre one is why are we going to fight and flight when our life's not being threatened and the reason is, and some of you may not like this, uh, this this may not be what you're expecting and you may not like to hear it, but if you want to solve it, then you've got to understand this. The reason is we are taking the situation personally. So we it's are as making, simple as that, isn't it? It's as simple as that. We are taking that situation personally and we're making it mean something about us. Uh, and what I mean by that is the beliefs that are created in that moment are about us. So what I learned using the DTO system is that when we're going to fight and flight, all beliefs created in that moment are about us because fight and flight is purely for the person experiencing it. So when I go into fight and flight, that's to get me out of danger. When Steve goes into fight and flight, that's to get him out of danger. It's not for anyone else. It's personal to us. So that will mean something to me or about me. So yeah, so on that mean, level. That's right. So it, you know, when Steve goes into fight and flight, it, it is making it mean something to about him. So all beliefs in that moment are about him. They're not about the external world. They're not about what the person did or what the person said or how the person reacted or what happened. They're only about us. And it's those beliefs that are important to switch off. But basically, we're taking it personally. And that's the problem. The thing with Facebook, social media, we take everything personally that we see, hear, read on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, we are taking it personally. Yeah, I just want to say, because um, up until probably about two, three, four, I don't know how long ago, a few yeah, years back few now, years back. Um, I, was, I was so hyper-stressed out and um, I was always angry and blah, 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 blah. But what I came to realise is that I'd learnt and been taught from my environment is to take everything personally. Yeah. And so what happened is every single thing was I took personally. Mm. And it wasn't until working with yourself and been going back to switch off all of those things, what they actually meant to me and about me, and changing those beliefs, that now my stress levels are pretty much zero. Yeah. I mean, they are generally pretty much zero. Um, and even when I do start getting into a bit of stress, it's quite an uncomfortable situation, and I don't like being in it at all. Yeah. And so, I, and, and then I work out what it is and switch it off, and then I'm back to sort of like homeostasis again, you know, where I'm sort of leveled out. But um, yeah, so I mean, I just wanted to reiterate that is that you know it was my 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 own personal stresses and all the stuff that I went through, and I was very 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 stressed while well, I'm having a large business and etc. But I did make a lot of the things personal to me. Yeah. Um, so and that's what was causing me all of my stress. We do. Um, we do. Uh, it, it, it's we, we're not we're not consciously aware of this. So I will point this out. Yeah. It's not something we we go around going. Oh, it must be about me because we we're not taught this. But um, the basic example I give is my keys. This is actually a true story. Steve's not joking when I said I got angry at my keys. I did. I would drop my keys. I get angry. But the belief I was having about myself was I'm stupid. Yeah. I'm clumsy. Nothing goes right no, for me. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm, and, and it always was, happens to me. Always happens to me. It's we're making it all about us. When I switched it off with DTO, two things happened. Oh, I dropped my keys. One, <laughs> I I just went. Oh, I dropped my keys. Yeah, exactly. And two, I actually stopped dropping my keys because the fact that I felt this way actually caused me to drop my keys more because I believed this about myself. It actually made me drop my keys and become a lot more clumsy. Yeah. Uh, because the belief actually drives the behaviour. So if you if you if you believe deep down that you're stupid or not intelligent, you will act in certain scenarios like you're stupid and not intelligent, yeah. and you'll it, people will think look at you and you'll think they're judging you as stupid, but you're already judging yourself yeah. as stupid. That's a very basic example. Yeah, I mean, I speak to but, a lot of people that I work with, and one of the first things I tell them before I start doing the process is that all beliefs drive behaviours. Yeah. And and that's a really key thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you if you believe you're going to get knocked over, you ain't going to cross the road because you believe you're going to get knocked over. Right. It's as simple yes. as that. Yeah. You know, all beliefs drive behaviours. And it's very difficult for people to maybe comprehend that or understand that. But where you are exactly in your life and how you are and how you show up and how you act 
is fundamentally really all your beliefs. Yeah, and and uh, it, it really does. I, I learned this this way of saying it a long time ago. What you believe will be your reality. Yes, and I I've totally always totally believed that. I just didn't always have the best system to switch it off at the time. Yeah. Uh, I I do now have a very cool system to switch it off, which is DTO, um, to find the right beliefs. Uh, but I've always believed that to be the case, and I can kind of prove it to you right now. I'm going to prove it to you right now. Over, I don't need science or technology to prove it. I'm going to prove it to you right now over the microphone. I want you to wherever you are, whatever you're doing, look at something in front of you and pick it up. Whatever you, whatever's in front of you, pen, cup, just pick it up. I'll give you a few seconds. I'm sure you've done it by now. So to pick that cup up, your brain, you had to think about picking it up. Your brain then went, oh, I want to pick the cup up. It sent a signal down your arm, that down your neck, down your shoulder, to your fingers, to move the arm, to open the fingers, to grip around the object, pick it up and bring it towards you. Your brain told you to do that. You had the thought, I want to pick it up, and your brain told you to do that. So if that thought creates that amount of movement to pick something up, imagine what a thought would do that tells you I can't pick it up or I'm no good or I'm stupid. The thought process is exactly the same. It's still telling the brain something, except this time you're telling the brain you can't do something or you're no good. It's exactly the same, but that's actually going to stop you. If the thought pick it up pick, makes you pick it up, the, the reverse thoughts are going to cause you problems. Yeah, so if you believe you can pick it up, you will right. pick it up. Exactly. If you don't believe you'll pick it up, you won't pick it up. It's right. really now, simple. it's a really silly example, but I'm trying to prove to you that your thoughts create your world. Because if you didn't think I want to pick it up, you wouldn't have picked it up in the first place. Yeah. Whatever happens, you have to think about it first. It may be totally unconscious. You didn't sit there going, I really want to pick that up today. Yeah. You don't think like that. It's a bit like playing an instrument. If anyone out there's ever played an instrument or driving a car, when you first drive a car, you're thinking gas, pedal, clutch, yeah. gear, in, you know, you're thinking the road. But after a while, it becomes automatic. You don't think about those things anymore. You've programmed it into your unconscious. And that's where the beliefs lie in the unconscious. Yeah. So when we have belief, good beliefs and we have bad beliefs, we do. That's right. Yeah, uh, but they're all buried in the unconscious. They become automated, and we don't realise it. And it's those beliefs that are being triggered when we go into fight and flight. So we go into fight and flight. All those beliefs get triggered, yeah. and we end up stuck in this stress state, which we shouldn't actually be in. Does that make sense, Steve? It makes absolute sense. Yes. And so you know, um, I know a lot of people uh, that uh, that deal with it. And so fundamentally, what they're ultimately doing is they're reacting to an external trigger. Yeah. And they make that external trigger make it personal about them. Yes. And in that in that in that moment, they now go into a biological reaction. Yep. Which we call stress. Yes. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. So the basic example me dropping my keys, I would drop my keys, that was a trigger. Seeing the keys drop, I would then go straight into fight and flight and get angry. Uh, angry is a pure stress emotional response. And then I'd make it something about me, as in, I'm no good, I'm useless, I'm pathetic, why do things happen to me, all those things. And that would stress me out. It, it's that simple, and it happens constantly. Um, and it happens in small situations like that, or in big situations with arguments with your spouse, being fired from a job. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes it's the way someone looks at you or talks to you or their tone of yeah. voice or... Just it can be absolutely anything. It can be even sometimes you can go into stress when somebody's not done anything. Yes. You perceive them to they've, they've done something, but they yes. haven't done anything. Yeah. One one of my clients um, uh, last week, uh, she had an amazing realization. Absolutely amazing. She's a lovely lady, and her and her partner are coming to see me um, because they're they're struggling in their relationship. And this lady's really lovely, but she keeps going to fight and flight within relationships. She keeps getting anxious and she feels yeah. powerless. And um, basically, we, 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 we found a, a recent trigger, which was basically, you know, her partner came home and dropped a load of musical instruments around the dinner table um, and uh, when she was preparing dinner. And she went straight into fight and flight over this. And it basically traced back to a memory. Uh, she felt powerless, by the way, because she felt like no one was listening to her. But it traced back to a memory where she was younger with her siblings and her mum and their cat got run over and um, at that time, the her brother and sister were younger, so they ran to mum, and mum comforted the brother and sister. And and my client was on the outside of this. She was the older sibling, and she perceived that there was no room for her in this 
scenario. There was no way her mum could cuddle her and her brother and sister. So she sat on her own and went away, in fact, to her bedroom, I believe, and dealt with the grief alone. So from that moment on, she perceived there was no room for her. She wasn't worthy, and she was alone. She had to deal with things alone. When well, I switched that rejected off... rejected and unloved and yeah, all, the rest all of it, that yeah. stuff. When we switched all that with DTO, she looked at that memory and went, why didn't I just go and hug them? Yeah. She couldn't see... It was, it was totally logical, the original perception, and it was kind of a weird perception. It's how perceptions affect us. Yeah. But she just went, well, I could have just gone and hugged them. Yeah. And, I think, and she could have. That was the case. She could have uh, gone and hugged them. I think, I think in a lot of cases, if a lot of people that are listening to it out there, and they probably will actually see that. Most cases, it's everything. It's the way we misperceive things. It's all about Most perception. Most things are misperception, it's, yeah. yeah. Misperception. And, and, and even if something... You know, most of the time, a lot of people see me, their perception is slightly inaccurate. Even if what happened actually happened, it's the perception of what it means to you that's the problem. Yes. It's the perception of what it, what it, how we've taken it personally that's the problem. So, yes, someone may have been nasty to you. Someone may have broken your heart. We've all been there when you've had a heart broken. Yeah. But it's the perception of what it means to us that's the problem, not actually what they did. But what we do is we blame the other person constantly. And I'm not excusing people's behaviour. Don't misunderstand me. We should all take responsibility for our own behaviour. That's another but part. it's how we react but to it, other people. It's people's. how we react to other yes. people's behaviour. And we can choose to react. We can decide how we're going to react. And if we're struggling to choose, then there's a way to switch it off because we've just got into yeah. fight and flight. And I see that in so many people that, you know... Um, how they react to and it's just their language that they use as well I see it in so many people how they react and how they respond and sometimes it's uh, disproportionate reactions it's also just you know they, they become very um, it's all about them and and, and and ultimately what's happening then is that they're now from that point forward is they've now got an emotional blueprint around that event that's always going to every time they go back and visit it they'll always run those same emotions and those same feelings because they've made yeah. it made it to them and about them yeah. which sort of really which is a really great segue really because um, what we would like to do is also talk about the myths and the misunderstandings about stress and so you know I know for uh, a lot of people that probably don't understand what stress is um, this might give you a little bit of a guideline to actually understand what what those misconceptions are uh, and the myths so the first one is that uh, stress is is uh, external um, and so yeah a lot of people believe stress is happening to us and around us it's in our external world yeah so it's the traffic jam it's the person who's shouting at us it's our boss because they they want us to do the husband, deadline the it's children. our husband our children yeah. and it's the people around us that are stressing us it's as we said it's not it's it's our response to what's happening around us and usually it's something coming from our past like the example of this this lady with uh, the the the, the uh, musical instruments being chucked around the table she went into a fight and flight state over this one and it traced back to that, that event with the cat being run over when she had that realization about the cat that she could have hugged her mum she went back to the recent memory and went well i could have put dinner on the kitchen table yeah because there's no more fight and flight there's no reason to take that personally and she wasn't doing it on purpose well, the other thing as well she was just the other thing else i just yeah i just want to react is that when you sort of haven't got these under control and you are going into fight and flight what happens is is when you're shifted from you know who you're being are your calm self and you get shifted and you react to a circum a situation or a circumstance or a tone of voice or whatever and you now go into fight and flight in whatever response that'll be whether it's anger whether it's you know uh, rage or whatever that is what you have to realize is the people around you get affected yes and they get massively affected and if you've got young children very young children uh, they see that as a model of behavior that is acceptable and so you know so there is a lot of there is a lot to the reactions that you have um in your fight and flight response because it's not who you are and many of us have reacted to it me personally where we've reacted disproportionately over something irrelevant got really angry had a, had a big meltdown then acted and behaved in a certain way and then gone into guilt after because you've just realized That's oh right. hang on a minute what did i have why have i done that why have i done that so now you're running two conflicts you're running the this fight and flight conflict and the conflict that caused the fight and flight and you're also running the guilt conflict after because of now the way you behaved and you've reacted and now you're just adding to more and more That's and more right. of your 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 emotional pain and suffering because of your responses and your reactions when triggered by fight and flight and so it has a lot of 
external uh, um, influence as well. I want to say it has a lot of connotations that actually is, is can be negative when you're acting and behaving in fight and flight. Yeah, absolutely. The irony is that we think fight and flight uh, stress is external, but actually it's it because it's internal but our internal fight and flight has an an effect on our external world yes that's the irony of it we think it's external but no it's our internal state that's affecting our external world it's affecting people around us it's affecting the environment it's affecting the way we act and the way we behave and it, it's it's causing problems in our external world but it's coming from an internal response yeah. and once we once we change it and we see the real perception which is kind of laughable a lot of the people i see they look at that response they were having and they laugh. Yeah, I mean, me too. I used to insane. go, what the hell? Why the hell did I react like that over something yeah. something, something so innocuous sometimes? And I go, used to... But then you hear people saying, oh, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's just building up and building up and building up and building up and then go bang, you know? And yeah. all this, all but, these, no, 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 It's no, not no. that at all. It's, so. it's like when I, when I dropped my keys, after I clear dropped my keys and I dropped them a couple of times afterwards for the first time, I remember I was, I was actually outside my front door and I dropped them and I sort of smiled and went... I dropped my keys. Yeah. And I laughed about it. I, I actually had a big grin on my face instead of the anger because I realised it was just so stupid what I was doing before yeah. to get annoyed at my keys. Um, so, so no, the myth, one of the myths is that stress is, is external and it's really not external to us. One of the other myths is... It's for that we're fe- it's, it's, our feeling thing is part of our life. It's, oh, yeah, we think it's part of life. Yeah, and, I mean, and that, unfortunately, it's become part of life but it's not supposed to be part of life. We're not supposed to be running around like headless chickens in stress constantly. Yeah. Um, if we are doing that, and I've, I've known quite a few people do that. I know a lot of people uh, now that do it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've known people do it, and and uh, and they're doing it because of how they're responding inside to things around them. Life shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't be in stress constantly, and we shouldn't be... It's not to say we don't have events or situations that can be stressful, Obviously, griefs and things like that, and uh, but life should not be a stress. We should not be as stressed as we are today. There is no reason for it, regardless of what's going on around us. There is no reason to be as stressed as we are today. I do hear some people, and, and this is and this was a belief that I had, um, and you might want to shed some light on this actually. But um, they will say that when they're stressed out, they perform better. Oh yes. Um, so, you know, I used to find if I get stressed out, I'd perform better. And I perform better under stress than when I'm not under stress. And so yeah. I sort of look back now and realise how much tosh I was talking at the time <laughs> yeah, of doing it. Yeah. But at the time, I really believed it. And there's probably many people do. out there that do believe that actually you perform better when they're stressed. And a little bit, well, if, oh, someone said to me the other day, yeah, but you're going to need a bit of stress in your life. Because, you know, <laughs> actually... People really believe that it's a people, part of that, your life, and you should have people, it, and you should utilize it, and it's really good to have it. It's, in, you are it's insane. Correct. That's a very good point. That is one of the things that people do believe um, that it gives, it, it, it motivates, or helps you. And the truth is, which we're going to explain a bit more in detail, is that the, when that's happening, you're you're in your adrenaline state. You're you're in your uh, sympathetic nervous system, which means the adrenaline kicks in. Uh, you become more energised and motivated, or not motivated, but become more energised, you might feel a bit stronger, you might feel a bit more motivated, but it's false. It's a fake strength, it's a false motivation, because it's the fight and flight state. Yes. Uh, so although it appears that you are... Uh, well, really a bit energized. like if an alligator jumped out on you, you're going to, you're going to you're be going very to be motivated. motivated. But that's what fight and flight's for. It's designed yeah. for dangerous situations. Yeah. You need it. Didn't to I kick perform in. well? Yeah, right. I was brilliant. I was yeah. like amazing when that. You know, and in that situation, give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> Probably only, obviously only if you make it away from the croc. If you <laughs> yeah. don't, then then you know. Yeah, but I mean, I hit, but but essentially, um, yeah, yeah. But essentially, when when people think they need to be stressed to get work done. Uh, that is a massive myth. And the reality is, uh, once you switch the stress off, you are way more productive. You, in fact, you are you are more productive than you ever thought possible uh, because you get things done quicker, you focus more, you can achieve more things, uh, you ha- you're more creative. So many things happen when you are less stressed. Uh, when you are believing that you're more productive in stress, that can be a learning sometimes. Sometimes we've learnt that accidentally. Yeah. So something's happened to us, 
we felt down, not motivated. We've been put into fight and flight accidentally, and we've gone, oh my God, I get so much more done in this state. Mm, that's not a good learning. No, that's a learning I had and a learning I had to get rid of. Yes, like you said, you thought it was a good thing. Yeah. Um, and because you didn't know the difference. Yeah. You didn't know. I would put like myself into a stressed state because I think I'd needed to do that to get things done. Yeah, a lot of people do. That's why I drink coffee. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the biggest reason to drink coffee because it puts you into the fight and flight response. Only in a minor way, yeah. but it's a stimulant. Any stimulant puts you into that sympathetic nervous system. Uh, and that's why people drink coffee and uh, all the sugar drinks to keep them awake. Uh, again, it's stimulating, putting you into that sympathetic nervous system. Um, that's not actually a really good way of doing it. There is a certain area where it can be useful, uh, but not to keep you energised and motivated or to keep your strength running or your energy running. Yeah, and I suppose that's where you will, if you do that for too long, your 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 cells and your body will get burnout. You will burn out very quickly, yes. And also you will make you very ill. Uh, yeah, basically what what I've noticed with friends and clients is they'll do they'll put they'll keep themselves in a stress state for a month or two, then they'll burn out and they'll be tired and exhausted for a month. Then they'll stress again for a month or two, then they'll burn out. Yeah. And it's a cycle that happens. I have seen people stay in that stress state for a long, long period of time, years and years, but ultimately they'll become ill at the end of it, uh, when the stress state calms or or starts to switch off. Yeah. Uh, it's not a state you can maintain forever. Uh, I've known people do it for a few years, but it's no, really I did not it for a long time. It's obviously. really not a good thing and mm. ultimately you will have a crash at the end of it. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. You don't want that to happen. I know it happened to me when I was younger. I had like I said I had a nervous breakdown when I was twenty one. Yeah. As I mentioned before, and that was I was in a stress state for a long period of time and something happened that pushed me over the edge. I got triggered into another fight and flight response and I just couldn't take it. I couldn't take it any longer. I'd had enough. I was done and I just had that that breakdown. Yeah. So so we're coming from experience of the fight and flight response, but back then we didn't understand it. We do now, and we want to share you know the myths around it. So the other thing is, as so you said, a big one. This is the big one. Yes, this the is the big, big one. one. This Go is on the then. big one. This is the one I love, uh, and the biggest misunderstanding is that stress is emotional or mental. Yes, yes. This this is a massive problem for people, and uh, that's one that actually makes things worse. Uh, because yeah. we believe that stress is our emotions and our thoughts. And the problem is that when we believe that, we then either think we're emotional wrecks or we think we're going nuts. Um, and neither of those two things are correct. Uh, stress is not mental emotional. Yes, the thoughts and the emotions become involved, obviously, but it's actually biological. As I've said, I don't mean it's chemical, I don't mean it's inbuilt into your DNA, I mean it's the fight and flight response, it's biological. You're going to a biological state because you think you're in danger. Then the emotions and thoughts kick in. But stress is biological. It's a response that's being triggered unnaturally. It's nothing to do with being emotionally unstable or mentally nuts. Uh, but because we've been taught that, that's what we believe. So, so a lot of guys with depression, for instance... Uh, they'll they'll feel depressed, they'll feel low, then because they've been taught on the unconscious level that it's their thinking, their emotions that are a problem, they'll start having really random thoughts in their brain that they don't understand, that make no sense, and then they'll start saying things to themselves like, oh my God, I'm nuts, I'm crazy, I'm, 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 I'm insane. What's... And those beliefs then make the depression worse because you actually think you're going nuts, you're going crazy. And it fuels it. it. And it fuels it. And then women have kind of reverse going. I'm not being sexist, but this is a generalisation, I know that. But women then have the reverse because women are taught they're emotional creatures. And yes, to a certain extent, they are a bit more emotional than men, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But then it's been when they're feeling depressed or they're anxious, they then go, oh, my God, I'm an emotional creature, and I'm, 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 I'm unstable, and I'm this, and, and I'm, I'm a mess. I'm, I'm, and that's not true either. Yeah. Uh, the the emotional side of a woman is natural. The emotional side of a woman is beautiful. Yeah, um, I totally agree. And I mean, I have I have lots of people, lots I work work with lots of women, and uh, some of the things that tell me, I have to say, right, okay, where did you learn this, or yes. why do you think that about yourself? Yeah, what makes you think that you're an emotional wreck, or you're 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 no good, or you can't cope, or you know you're just totally stressed out, and you can't? All these beliefs, or all these stuff beliefs, they, they really do believe that about themselves. And I have to point out, well, that's not true. It's not. You're it's amazing. Not true. Don't matter who you are. You're no. an amazing human being. You've just got all these learnings and all of these responses and all these beliefs that you've created about yourself because maybe in a in an, in an isolated incident you couldn't do what it is you wanted to do, or you might have been told that by somebody else, or made yeah. to feel really bad. 
and but it's not really true who you are and I spend a lot of time uh, getting people back to being very confident because they just made up all of these these beliefs or stuff right. that, that, that what's really going on from that actually isn't going on no and, and it is it does come from a learning we've got I, I prefer the word learning rather than belief these days yes um, because uh, learning it, it, it's a better way of saying it, I think but it's just the learning we've got and and the 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 emotional side of women is if if they're just being themselves that's beautiful that's a lovely thing when you're having uh, a, a fight and flight response and your emotions are all over the place that's because of fight and flight it's not because of who you are uh, and and men it's not who you are it's a fight and flight response so you're not emotional you're not mental uh, it's just a fight and flight response and if more people could understand that if more people would get that then then there'd be a, people would be a lot calmer about it and they'd realize oh you know wait it's not me um, and and the other thing is you know some people that experience severe things um, and they they might think that they're they're evil or they're wrong or they're bad or they're dangerous and that also drives behavior as well yeah. and you might have those thoughts uh, or even darker thoughts and those darker thoughts then drive behavior they're not who you are it is a fight and flight response and in that fight and flight response you can behave in all kinds of ways yeah so and mostly self-destructive if it's negative and it's mostly well. self-destructive yeah. but the good news about this is that fight and flight can be switched off because if it can be switched on yeah. it can also be switched off because it's not a natural state so the normal emotions that we feel we don't need to switch those off because those dissipate from our body naturally let's take the example of grief because it's the most obvious one yes. so when someone passes or you break up with someone there is a grieving period of time and that period of time in my experience lasts anywhere from uh, a month to three months of natural grief but what people get stuck in is the fight and flight response so they have the natural grief the natural grief dissipates from them naturally but the reason they're grieving for long periods of time is because they're stuck in fight and flight because now it's it's no longer the natural emotion so the fight and flight response can be switched off the natural emotion has already left the system whatever it is it maybe got angry you know at something that's happened that natural anger is gone you're just now in fight and flight and you've made it about you that can be switched off because that is biological yes uh, and that's the good news yeah so the other thing as well I'm gonna I mean uh, we also have a favourite one of my favourites yeah. as well what's... another myth is that um, stress is caused by others yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's the stress uh, it's, is caused by others. Yeah, it's a good, it's a classic thing. We're always blaming the other person. We live in a society of blame uh, and excuses and excuses, yeah. and we always we are taught to blame the other person. And you only have to look at the world around us to do that. We've only got people. to watch football these days. Everyone's blaming who the manager is and blaming Foot. the player and blaming this. And what do you think then, Graham? Oh, I think the manager's this, Man United that, Mourinho yeah. this, the board this. It's always a blame for something. Everyone blames everyone else. You look at the government, they blame everybody. Yeah. Everyone blame, no one's ever taking any responsibility for how they're feeling inside. Yes, we're not saying people don't make mistakes. We're not saying that people don't do things that that are not necessarily right or good all the time. We are human. We make mistakes. Uh, everybody makes mistakes, from small mistakes to very, very severe mistakes. Uh, but they are mistakes. And it's our response to it that's the problem. And if everyone could learn this, if everyone could learn that our response is the problem and change your response, there would be so much more peace in this world. Yes. Because once you change your internal response, then everything changes around you. It's like magic. Yeah. And if everyone did that, Everyone would calm down. Everyone would relax. And I bet that's, so for those of you out there going, yeah, but I don't know how to, yes. well, there's a very simple there's, way to do it. There is a simple, <laughs> a way simple to do that. process. So how do you switch off fight and flight? Yeah. Well, before we talk about well, that... Let's go into the two phases. I want to explain, yeah, I want to explain the, two, to phase the two phases because this is really important to understand. It's a little bit technical, but I'm going to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. So what's actually happening in our body when we're in fight and flight? So basically, fight and flight started with a huge moment, a shock, something unexpected, dramatic, isolating, no coping strategy. And we're going to fight and flight. And the fight and flight is actually our sympathetic nervous system. So it's part of our nervous system. Uh, we have a main central nervous system, and that's made up of two parts, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. But let's just call them stress and repair. So your sympathetic nervous system is your stress state. Your parasympathetic nervous system is your repair state. So call it stress and repair. So you have a yielding moment, a shock, you go into the stress state, the fight and flight. And when you're in that, you will be experiencing general emotions of anger, fear, frustration, injustice, 
betrayal, resentment, all those emotions that stimulate you. Um, that energise uh, you, that energy. Yeah. The energy emotions, the emotions yeah. that stimulate energy in you, that make you feel powerful. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's why a lot of people want to hold on to their anger because yeah. it makes them feel powerful. And often sometimes people well, say It makes them feel energised as well. It gives them a, like, the adrenaline. It means That's that, right. It's kicking in adrenaline. Yes. Um, and they'll say to me, well, I need my anger because that's the only way I can argue back. Uh, no, that's a learning. You've learned that anger is the only way you can argue back, but that's because you've never been the real you. You've never been. You've either been feeling weak and small and not being able to say anything, or you've got really angry and you can. You're in your power. Well, that's so to well, speak. That, well. You just now. That's how I used to be. Yes. But so I. It, so I was. Be, I, believe it or not, I would most of the time I'd really be uh, passive. And if I was really wanted to say my piece, I'd have to get really angry in order to say it yeah. because I found it very difficult to say what I wanted to say in my normal state because I felt very, um, I felt wrong in doing it. So if I wanted to say something, I'd have to get really angry, I'd wind yeah. myself up, then I'd say it. I'd say it in the wrong way, everyone would hate me, and then I'd feel really guilty afterwards. So. And, and, that's, <laughs> really, and, that, and that's a perfect example of how yeah. people do it. Yeah, absolutely. That is pretty much every client that comes to me and Steve now, yeah. uh, we, we in that in that situation, uh, at some point we've learned we can't speak up for ourselves for some reason. Yeah. So we're now in that timid state. We then learn, wait, if we get angry enough, we can say it, but neither of those are actually who we are. And if we just become who we are by switching off fight and flight, we then can say how we feel and say what we want in a more natural way. So the stress. So the first stage is obviously the uh, the stress state where we get, we get energized. And, we get energized and anger. That's frustration, yeah. all those energy emotions. Yeah. But then at some point, we move into the repair state, and the repair state is where we have lower emotions. We have sadness. We have. Uh, depression yeah. uh, we have upset Tired, tiredness hurt, tiredness yeah. uh, we we feel alone in that state um, all of the emotions that that are linked with depression and low mood are in a repair state so people think depression is a stress state it's not it's a repair state and our body's trying to heal although it's stuck in healing so if you are having being sad you're feeling low you're feeling alone you're feeling down, you're feeling tired and exhausted all the time. Your body's actually in the repair state. It's actually in the parasympathetic nervous system. But if you're in an anger state a lot of the time or you're being you're being made to be angry or frustrated or you're in justice, you're in the stress state. Neither state is actually good. You don't yeah. want to be in either one. You want to be uh, in you. the middle. Yeah. You want to be in the middle, uh, balanced. Well, I think a good way of looking at it is like the pendulum. Yes. A pendulum was a good way of looking at it. So you had stress on one side of the pendulum and you had repair on the other side of the pendulum. Yeah. You want to be, you be banging the middle. You want to be balanced. Yes. A lot of people swing on pendulums. Yeah. And the most the most common pendulum I see these days is stepping into your power. Uh, everyone talks about this um, and we're all trying to uh, step into our power and be powerful and strong uh, and empower people. And there's nothing wrong with empowering people. But the, what you're trying to do is by trying to be powerful, you're you're kind of going away from the feeling weak and vulnerable yeah. and not strong. And you're trying to logically go, well, I'm powerful now. But you need to be in the middle. Neither of those two states are good. It's the same thing if a bloke feels weak. Um, Down a gym. Down the gym. Down yeah. the gym. Loads yeah. of exercise. Loads of exercise. Doing, putting on the muscles. Yeah, I'm strong. But but if you feel weak, it will be very hard for you to get as strong as you perhaps want to be or could be if you just if you just switched it off and, and went to the yeah, pendulum. Absolutely. Went to the middle. Um, uh, and often you see guys trying to fake strength because that's what we perceive as a man. We perceive we have to be strong. And uh, women these days have different perceptions. Like they must step into their power and they must they must. Um, uh, they feel always in competition with men these days and I see that a lot in my clinic and really we just want men and women to be themselves we, we, you, you don't want to be one or the other you just want to be who you are as a person yeah I think I think, the bring, I think that's a really good point because what I would wanted to say is but we're constantly p- programmed or pushed or believe that we need to be someone else yes. to be successful, to be a certain person or whatever. And yep. we're not really being our true selves. And what we do is we, we we try so hard. We try so hard not to be us and try so hard to be somebody else with their model of the world or their yep. perceptions and beliefs. And actually, what you're actually doing is causing yourself a massive problem. You are. And, <laughs> and, and often uh, we try and be ourselves for two main reasons. One, because we think uh, other people want us to be something that we're not. So yeah. we think people won't like who we are. 
And the worst reason is because we don't like who we are. Yeah. But the problem with that is, the reason we often don't like who we are is because of the mistakes we make or the behaviours that we have that we know we do secretly, but we don't like them. But here's the problem. Here's the rub. We think that's who we are. So that's why we don't like us. Actually, we don't realise we was in fight and flight when we did that. So whatever behaviour you may have done in the past, however you've treated someone or whatever you've done to somebody, however you've reacted, uh, um, it wasn't you. It wasn't the real you. It was a fight and flight state or it was a learning. You learned to, to do that to get what you wanted. Yeah. Um, the most, the, the, Perhaps the, the most um, uh, common two ways that, that people do that is either through uh, anger or through manipulation. Um, people do those two things. Either men like to use violence to get what they want. Uh, women are a bit more subtle, but men use manipulation as well. So it depends. Um, or, or control. Control is another behaviour that we actually beat ourselves up for. And we don't like, in fact, one of my friends came to me recently and she actually had a meltdown because she had manipulated and controlled a situation. And before that, because she wanted her own way. So she wanted to get something and she didn't think that just being honest and being herself would do it. So she used manipulation and control. Now, she hates manipulation and control. In fact, this is the thing she moaned about her ex-partner, that it was always manipulating and controlling. Yeah. And she suddenly had a massive wake-up call. Because in that moment when she did this, she went, oh, my God, I'm doing what I hate. Yeah. Because we all do actually what we hate. Yeah. So if you want to find the things that you that are wrong in you, just find the things that you moan about. And you'll realise that they're running in you somewhere. But ultimately, she realised, oh, crap, I'm doing this. I've done this in times. And then it all came back to the times that she's done it. But really, all that meant was she was in a fight and flight state when she was doing it. She wasn't being the real her. She was in fight and flight. And you can actually go back and change those fight and flight responses so you never behave that way again. So if you can accept that that wasn't you, and it's, this is not an, this is not to give you an excuse for bad behaviour, so don't just go. I'm in fight and flight and carry on doing it. That's mental. <laughs> um, so, but to recognise that oh, it can be changed because people think this is who well, they are. No, I think what you're going to say is that's not okay. What you need to do is if you are in fight and flight, recognise you're in fight recognize and flight, it. and then go and switch and it off, switch it off, change switch, it, change it. And that's what we, we, you can change it. Just don't think that's who you are because it what it's not who you are. We all make mistakes. We all go into fight and flight and have bad behaviour. All of us, me, Steve, everyone I've ever treated, everyone. But um, it's not who we are. And a lot of people, what they do is they they, well, they go into the guilt and shame. They once they've, shame once they've gone into the guilt and shame of it, they've now they've now owned it. And yeah. Those guilt and shames will drive further, and that drives more behaviour, more behaviour, worse behaviour, yeah. and they beat themselves up more. And the worst thing is they'll never admit it to anyone because they don't think anyone will understand it, yeah. and they don't think it can be changed because they think it's who they are. It's not. It's a fight and flight state. Yeah. You've just gone into your sympathetic nervous system and you've chosen a way to react. Yeah, so so just before we leave, one of the, uh, we can say leave, we'll, change, we'll go on to the next topic, uh, is basically one thing that um, we discussed about this a while ago, but one of the biggest problems people do is they'll go into the stress state, yep. then they'll come out of the stress state, which means that the energy starts to dissipate and they'll start going into repair. And then they'll start feeling down, tired, depressed, whatever the the, 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 the less energy state is. But then all of a sudden, they will now think or have a perception that that's now where there's something wrong. So in yes. a way, it's about they've got it back to front. They yes. believe that it's good to be in the stress state and it's bad to be in the repair state because they need to be energised because that's normal. And the repair state of like the, the, the tiredness or the depression is actually wrong. So what yes. happens is, is they then hijack the repair process to try and get back into a stress state because the stress state it seems more natural or to them they think it's natural because it's now energized and they're feeling more energized absolutely but correct actually it's not it's they're, what they're doing is they're actually hijacking the repair process and and so they they get caught in a cycle of going into stress coming into the repair and they're not liking those feelings of repair no. and instead of letting the repair process run its full course is hijack it and push himself back into stress so- absolutely correct that's exactly what people do they think the repair state the the feeling low the feeling down the feeling tired um 
and some of the symptoms that go with repair state like flus and colds because yep. you actually get a flu and cold in a repair state yep. not in a stress state we are taught those are bad There's, we're, we're weak oh we mustn't be here we're weak so then we put ourselves back into that stress state no the repair state is there to heal your body your cells are healing when you're in the repair state and a lot of illnesses are in a repair state it's not good to stay stuck in a repair state if you're stuck in a repair state for weeks or months no that's not good but a repair state for a few days or a week is natural and you should go into it let me let me give you some natural repair states that that, that you may recognize so the body goes through this stress and repair state every single day even when it's not put into a yielding moment uh, from a yielding moment and if it's not started by a yielding moment that's okay it's natural so the most obvious one is is waking up when we wake up we get up in the mornings we're moving around our bodies in a slight stress state it's a good stress it's fine but you and me sitting here talking we're upright if we do anything that day like we exercise we then we then have a bit more stress but later on that night when we sit down and rest which should be about 6 p.m but for most people these days i think it's about 8 or 9 p.m it's changed which is not great um but when we relax that's when we go into repair and anything we did that day that was strenuous when we go to sleep we'll repair that night and that's why most people then when they're in that state will feel the aches and pains of the day uh, yeah that's when you start I feel a bit sore because you're in repair but that's okay that's natural you are repairing and that's your cells growing so that's fine the same thing happens to you exercise in the gym when you go to the gym and you exercise the actual moment you are exercising you're putting your body into stress that's okay, it's normal. Later on, uh, a few hours later, you relax, you move into repair, that's when your body aches. Yeah. A bodybuilder actually does this on purpose. A bodybuilder stresses the muscle so much, it will tear. Because the bodybuilder has learnt that to make the muscle stronger, he has to weaken it first. Yeah. That's actually what's happening in the muscles. When you're putting the muscle into a very severe stress state, the muscle cells are weakening. Then later on, in the repair state, once you've stopped exercising and relaxed, they start growing, and it's the growing of the cells that's painful. Yes. It's the growing of cells that aches or burns in the case of a, pulled mu- a torn muscle. But bodybuilders have recognised that the only way to make something stronger is to make it weaker first. That's actually what happens when we're having an emotional response. The s- muscle skeletal system weakens first, and then it grows, and when it grows, that's why we get pain. But this happens all day long, naturally. Uh, the same things happens during sex. When we're stressed... We have a stressful day. We're in fight and flight. We come we come home, hopefully to our partner. Yes. We have sex. We have an orgasm. We move into repair. And we now relax and we want to go to sleep. Yes. Um, sorry, speak ladies. Speak for yourself, mate. Yeah, speak for yourself. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, <laughs> sorry, <that's laughs> No, that's okay. No, that depends how much fiber you got. Um, I don't know. I've never used it. Well, you run out. Um, I've run out, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I've got to restart. So, no, it's a normal state. And sorry, ladies. Uh, when you orgasm, it is a, a reason men fall asleep is because they've orgasmed and 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 they've gone into repair state, um, and uh, so it happens with natural <coughs> things as well. Food, for instance, same thing. When you eat, you move into repair. So food actually moves you into a repair state from the stress. So that's why often after a meal at night, certainly, you feel you, tired, you feel tired and you want to fall asleep. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. These things are moving in and out of repair. In fact, I'm going to give a really good example of how I used this with my mum once one year. And I used this knowledge to keep an illness at bay until she could resolve it. So it was one year, it was many years ago, it was at Lakeside, which is a big shopping centre um, uh, in Essex. And it was about five days before Christmas. And we went to do some shopping and my mum was feeling really ill and tired. She was she was feeling giddy and and she was weak and, and she was having type cold symptoms. And she said, oh, I haven't got time for this. I've got four days before Christmas. I've got loads of things to go and do. I've got lunches and dinners to go to and i haven't got time to be ill so i said okay well i i can i can take this away for you instantly right now but in four days you've got to let it come out of your system and repair so she said okay so i know that a cold is in the repair state so she was in stress and she's moved to the repair state this is not traditional medicine by the way guys this is this is not the way a doctor would view it um but this is this is how it actually works and i can say that categorically because i've helped people heal colds, flus, bronchitis, bacteria, infections, chicken box. I've helped them heal them faster naturally than, than traditional medicine. So I can categorically say I've done this over years. So my mum was having cold symptoms and she um, 
So I know she's in a repair state. So she was stressing, now she's in repair. So I said to her, okay, I can put you back into stress for a few days. Now, I don't recommend doing this, guys. Not for long. Uh, this is what a lot of people do. But in this instance, I used it to help her a little bit. So what I did was I used nutrition. And I took mum to uh, Costa's, I think, or Starbucks, gave her a shot of espresso coffee, put her straight back to stress, made her eat some chocolate muffins. When I say made, I didn't force them down a throat. I just gave, <laughs> I just bought her some. I wasn't going, ah. Mm. Um, went and had a KFC. And all these foods put her back to stress. And I also made her think about something that I know was stressing her at the time. Nothing about her, just something at work that I knew was kind of stressing her. Nothing. She was obviously saying a bit personally because that's what she did. But it wasn't technically, it was something happening at work. It wasn't anything to do with her I, I, uh, specifically. And within 10 minutes, all her symptoms are lifted. 10 minutes of just doing this. All of a sudden, she was dancing around Lakeside. And I said, all you got to do is maintain that state eat food that's not quite as good for you, keeps you in stress for a few days. Uh, but at Christmas, once you've gone to all your parties and things, eat healthy, relax, and the cold will come back out again, and in a few days it will heal. And that's exactly what happened. She technically didn't actually believe me, but she followed my advice, because my mum's old school, but she followed my advice. I mean, she was dancing around late, so she couldn't believe it. All of her symptoms had vanished. But then what happened was, after she'd been to her, by the Tuesday, which was Christmas Eve, her body had started going, oh, you know what, we were nearly there, we, we can relax now. She had her last lunch, and at the last lunch, she was already starting to have the symptoms come out again because her body knew what it kind of said to itself. It knew that we were going to stay in stress for a little while, and then four days later, we were going to come back into repair. And she went into repair over Christmas for a little bit. I think it lasted two or three days, and the body healed, and the cold vanished. Um, a very interesting story. But it's a, it's a very good example of how stress and pair work, work and how you can kind of manipulate it a little bit. Um, another uh, very interesting tip, that if you uh, have a migraine, for instance, what you can do to get rid of a migraine very quickly is have a very sh strong shot of coffee. And that will put you straight back into stress because migraines are a repair state. So if you have a meeting to go to and you've got a migraine uh, and you need to do the meeting then have a strong coffee. Don't drink water at this point because it'll make the migraine worse. Drink coffee, it'll put you back to stress and you'll be able to do the meeting. Um, as long as it's not a very, oh, it's a very severe migraine and it may not work. If it's a small migraine, it will put you back to stress. Later on, when you come out, the migraine will come back again because you're moving into repair. This is not solving the problem. This is a little couple little of hack. tips. It's a little hack for your system. But ideally, that's what's happening when you're ill. Um, and this is what people don't realise. And all I do when someone's ill, I find out what state they're in, stress or repair, find a uni moment, switch it off, and healed. they start so healing, healing, they yeah. start getting better. Yeah. That's not all I do, that's part of what I do. But that's one of the biggest things that I do, because that's what starts it all. Yeah. Uh, certainly with depression, anxiety, and things like that, that's definitely the way it all starts. Uh, because I've, I've done it so much on people. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fascinating, absolutely fascinating. So, well, we got to the hour mark. Um, so much for our shorter version this time. Yeah, we tried. We tried to <laughs> a shorter version. We do try every... It's very difficult. There's so much information we want to cover. Yeah. There's so much information. I mean, there's that's... so much I haven't spoken about in this particular podcast, which I'd like to have done. Um, but anyway, Sorry about that. That's all right. I, I, I stole <laughs> a show. There, in full I? flow I today. Was in flow. But no, I mean, there's, but, you know, you, you're, you're the man. You're the, you're the man... They call Jonathan. So anyway, no. <laughs> so um, I'm one of them. In they call John. There are other Jonathans are out there. Them, I'm one of them. them. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so so just go really a recap. I mean, really, just to let people sort of get an overview now. It's really uh, just to say that actually stress is just your response. So it's it's your response to an external environmental situation, and it's how you're reacting. And if this is a problem, um, and it's triggering you. And these triggers are constantly putting you into stress states or behaviours or, uh, yep. or way of being. Uh, then you might want us to uh, to actually change that, and you can switch it off using the DTO. You can switch it off using the DTO system. Uh, it's very very simple. You can switch off triggers. You can switch off your fight and flight response. Uh, it's often very very quick yes. and. And once you do, you just go back to being who you really are. There's, the fight and flight is off. The fight and flight is not who you are. Once that goes, you go back to being the real you and things change and you become calmer, happier, more peaceful, more relaxed, no illnesses, uh, and you, you you live a happier, more peaceful life. Yeah, and I'm going to come up with the new SPT. I've just made this up on the spot, which SPT. is the Stress Prevention Technique. <laughs> So, so if you uh, if you want an SPT, 
I, I've just uh, you do realize that sounds like some kind of sexual well, venereal disease or but, uh, something. Um, <laughs> but and I'll yeah, be honest. yeah. So if you want a, a stress prevention technique, here's a, here's a really great one to start, and that's uh, to do this from the outset. Is stop taking things personally. Yes, stop <laughs> taking them personally. And you know what you can do. One of my clients actually said to me, she actually gave this to her grandma or her aunt. She just gave her the fir- first part of the process of DTO to ask what it means to you and about you. So when something happens, just ask yourself, what does this mean to me and about me? And wait you to won't get like the, the answer. answer. <laughs> well, like you them. might not like it. But if yeah. you can accept that and go, because my, my yeah. client said her aunt actually got great, a little bit of relief or quite a bit of relief to just recognising what it meant to her and about her. Well, you actually look, well, I mean, this is one of the things I found is I learn a lot about myself yeah. just by asking that question. And a lot of people do. They, they, they learn loads that they didn't know from other therapies, from traditional therapies, because they didn't know it was about them. So when you ask that one question, what does this mean to me and about me, you'll actually learn a lot more about yourself and it will help you calm down and relax yeah. and not take things as personally. Yeah, great. So I think this has been a really great podcast again. I think all of our podcasts are great because I'm saying I'm a very biased opinion. You are very biased. I'm very biased. Very, very so biased. But I want to thank you listeners and uh, to... Um, putting up with uh, Jonathan for this episode <laughs> uh, what are you trying to say are you trying to say I stole a line right yeah, are you no, being jealous no, a little bit are you taking that personally yeah I'm taking it personally you're taking it personally stressing you're stressing you're in fight and flight <laughs> what does that mean to you and about you I'm jealous yeah right. that's it <laughs> right so anyway <laughs> uh, so yeah so if you've uh, if you've uh, taken uh, a, a lot from this and um, you have sort of would like to uh, find out more about how you can switch off uh, your triggers or how uh, to switch off stuff from the past that causes stress uh, you can uh, reach out to us both um, you can reach out to me on healingthemind.co.uk you can reach out to Jonathan on decodingpain.com and you can email us in uh, privacy and that will be insideoutaffect at gmail.com um, so we thank you again for joining us it's been uh, it's been a pleasure having you here Jonathan as always I think um, obviously if you are looking to uh, get the uh, us two amazing individuals to come and talk at you, an event please reach out to us at the same uh, email address insideoutaffectedgmail.com um, so um, I think we're going to do Law of Attraction next week aren't we? Yeah but Law of Attraction we're going to do next week which is a, a big subject I didn't realise it is still a big subject for people. Yeah. Um, I learned that many, many years ago. I didn't yeah. realise it's so popular still, but apparently it is because we're giving a talk on it in in June. In June we're doing a talk, on uh, it. and it's, it's actually been it's almost sold out already. Yeah. Where, the venue we're doing it, so it's obviously a very popular subject. So yeah. I'm looking for, really looking forward to. Yeah, and the good thing about it is, is we've got lots of uh, secrets about that. And we've so got a few things about law of attraction and how, that, how to get it to work. How to get it to work? Yeah. yeah. So so stay tuned for that. Okay, great. So again, thanks again, Jonathan. We will see you next week on the Inside Out Affair. Uh, podcast and for all you listeners have a great week and so it's goodbye from him and it's goodbye from me good night bye